Hey there, everybody. Oh, we're already starting. We are starting. We've we failed. I'm gonna start off with a fail. <laughs> we were gonna we watched this episode on Saturday. Yes, we did. We were going to record, and Olivia was like, "No, I'm not in the mood." So now Stop. it's okay. been several days, and now we're officially behind schedule. It's Monday. Well, I was gonna mention the day because I may publish this tonight. I may publish it tomorrow. I may publish it Wednesday. But yes, we're recording this on a Monday. But in any event, we are officially behind because my plan was for us to have it out on Saturday. So blame Olivia. Hey, don't that. blame me. <laughs> but um, our goal for today, because my husband is in the other room making dinner, is to have this episode done in 25 minutes or less. Woo! Where it's going to be a Zoom episode because I've had a long day and I want my dinner. And I want my dinner to be... Hot, not cold. Cold. Olivia likes her her dinner cold. I don't like it cold. <laughs> you. I okay. Yeah. We're not gonna go into because we're out of time. It's already been a minute. But welcome to psych you out. The. <laughs> I'm I'm Jane. <laughs> I'm Olivia. All right, let's get started. We are on episode uh, season one, episode four. <laughs> the title of the episode is "Woman Seeking Dead Husband Smokers Okay No Pets." Do you know from whence that title is referencing? Referencing. Nope. Okay, it's a very popular way of people placing ads for finding romantic partner. No, romantic partners. So, woman seeking husband, smoke, smokers okay, like it's okay if you smoke, but I don't want any cats or dogs. See, in my head, it's like, aside from the beginning of it, the smokers okay, no pets, it seems like it would be for like a house rental or something. Back in the day, in the newspapers or magazines or whatever, you could we put an ad in the time back. For this, we are. It's part of the episode. You could, you could post an ad basically in the romance, you know, seeking whatever, and have people apply to your ad and say, "Hey, I'm. I don't have pets. I'm a smoker. I'm not dead, but I could be your husband." Okay. So anyway, so that's where the title comes from. Is that kind of thing? Okay. Go. In, okay. Two minutes. Go. <laughs> okay. So. Um, we start up the episode and it's 1989. Mm-hmm. We see that Sean and Henry are behind like, a, I don't know. The hedge. Yeah, a hedge. But they're staking something out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we come to find that their neighbor or somebody that they know in the general in the area. Yeah. Has been stealing their newspaper. Yes. And that's really it. That's all the opening really is. Well, Henry gives Sean advice about, hey, when you're on a stakeout, you know, these are the things you need to do and, and definitely don't drink mm-hmm. because you can't, can't take a, a potty break mm-hmm. when you're in a stakeout. You need to be able to continue watching so you don't miss anything. That's kind of the, the takeaway that I got from that. Okay. We go straight into the present and pretty much it's Gus sees that Sean is in the chief's office. Like, what are you doing? Not just in his office, but... In her chair, or not, yes. not just in her office, but in her chair. Yes, in in her office on her chair. You know, Sean and Gus are joking around, obviously, because that's what they do. But Buzz comes in, and he's like, smoothies, and Sean, uh, Sean asks, pineapple? Now, we have not talked about Buzz, except for in the pilot. And no, we, Buzz and we didn't give him a name. No, but we haven't given him a name. We haven't talked about him. But he's one of the junior officers. And in the first episode, the pilot, he's the one who was doing dance lessons that Sean had a fake psychic thing about yeah. to prove that he was a psychic. But anyway, he's this very sweet, younger junior officer who pops up periodically throughout the yeah. whole arc of the show. 
But yeah, he came in and he was carrying the pineapple of the episode. In the form of a smoothie. Smoothies. Now he had four smoothies in there. One was for Sean. One, one was for Buzz. One is going to assume for himself. Yeah. So who are the other two for? Somebody else out there likes pineapples. Two other people. Right. Anyways, we find out that there was a robbery case from a few years back that they got their guys and they were about to be released from jail. Right. So they were telling one of the convicts or thieves thieves had died. Before he went in. Yeah. Before he got before caught. They, before they got caught. His wife. Right. They were telling her, just so you know, they're, they're going to be getting released. out. Because she was nervous because yeah. she was afraid that they knew... That she was afraid that they thought come that she her. knew where the money was because yes. they never recovered the money. And um, her husband was the one in charge of it. And he was the last one that had the money, yeah. Yeah. After that, we go to the intro of the show, and I just, I wrote it in my notes. <laughs> Jane here skipped the intro. I did. I skipped the song. Disgusting. I just wanted to get to the episode. Anyways. We are about six minutes in. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> We go to Juliet and Lassie are on a stakeout in like this motel area mm-hmm. um, to see what these convicts are up to. Right. Well, you're missing a scene. Right. Raylene, the yes. wife, goes to visit. That. See, I'm not the only one. She goes to visit Gus and Sean at their office. Yes. Because she has an interest in psychics. Yes. And she's hoping that they will be able to figure out where the money is. Yes. And... Gus seems to have an interest in Raylene. Yes, he is intrigued by her and potentially romantically inclined. Mm-hmm. Okay, then Juliet Lassie on the stakeout. Right, of the two convicts who have been released. Yes. So... Because they want, they want to see if they're going to go chase the money. Yes. Yeah. And I believe actually before... Sorry, backtracking. Uh-huh. Before she even goes to Sean and Gus, Raylene, mm-hmm. she was at the police station. Police station. So that's how Sean and Gus even know her. Right. Because they were talking to her. Right. So after Julia and last year sort of on their stakeout and talking and stuff, it cuts to the psych office and Raylene is there asking them for help. Right. For Sean to speak with her husband beyond the grave. And he agrees to it. Yes. Gus is very much against it. Right. Because you're not a real psychic, Sean. Yeah. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Sean's like, well, we just got to ask the right questions. Right. So what ends up happening is... Eight minutes. Okay. <laughs> I don't need that from you. I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you. Sean ends up doing a seance... For Raylene and a bunch of the other witnesses. Witnesses and family yeah. and cousins. People who knew right, um, the two of them. The yeah, the thieves and stuff. The dead husband. This is how Sean is getting his information that he needs, and he finds out that there is a cousin. Who owns a cemetery. Yes, who owns a cemetery. Which is where he's buried. Yes. He's like entombed in a mausoleum. So um yeah. So Roger Blaine is the cousin's name. Right. And he doesn't really pop up anywhere else. I just give him a name. Gus comes in is like, what are you doing? Right. And meanwhile, Sean has like his robe on. Yeah. There's a fan going. And he's got a going. fan at his feet making it seem like yeah. his robe is flowing. It's very funny. Gus ends up joining the seance and 
he's like, this is so stupid. How are these women believing this? Right. And he's like, Raylene, you need police protection. This is not. This is not what we're going to be doing. Yeah. And then the window of their office ends up getting shot at. Right. But they don't see who. Who did it. Who did it. They go to Juliet. We have a meme alert first, though. They're standing at the broken window, mm-hmm. and Sean says, let's get some tacos. I don't know that one. They talk about tacos, like, throughout the show. I know, but I don't... It's not as prevalent as pineapples, but they talk about tacos a lot. You'll notice now that I've brought it up, they talk about tacos a lot. But yeah, let's get some tacos is the first meme of the, the show that I recall. I don't. Okay. You'll see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so at some point, they decide that they're going to check out the cemetery, right? They're going to drive up there? Yes. And check out the cemetery? But they, the only reason that they know where is because Sean and Gus, no, just Sean went to Juliet to try and get the case file. Mm-hmm. And she said, I can't, I can't give that to you. So he goes to, she was in the pilot episode. She's an officer at, like, the front desk who believes in psychics and the way that sean has basically used her is through her grandmother and her spirit so he's like i feel her in the records room (laughs) so they go down there and he's like close your eyes while he's looking through the files Mm -hmm. to get more information so that's how they even know where to go sean and gus drive up to the cemetery during that drive, Sean accuses Gus of having a crush on, on Raylene. And, and they like, also talk about like other crushes and stuff like that. That Gus has had. And yes. one person he brings up is Meredith Baxter Burney, which is hilarious. And because Meredith Baxter Burney was the mom on a TV show called Family Ties. And they talk about it because they're like, you know, the reason why you love her is because she had APK, who is Alex P. Keaton, who is the son, played by Michael J. Fox, who, because of Family Ties, became a huge star. Mm-hmm. But it was just very funny to have Gus admit that he had a crush on, on. Meredith Baxter Burney, of all the people on television. I'll be television. real, I didn't know who that, like, any of those were, because they knew, were abbreviations. Yeah, like, I, don't, mm. I knew you wouldn't, but which is why I made the note to to bring it up. But given the show was made in... Uh, 2006? 2006, and they were supposedly kids in the 80s, mm-hmm. it makes sense that he would have a crush on her, because that show was huge. Although, why he didn't have a crush on the daughter <laughs> that was on weird. the show instead of the mother, that's hilarious. But that's... Gus, so yeah because they even talk about gus's babysitter right who's 37 yeah <laughs> yeah okay so they make it to the cemetery mm-hmm. they're knocking on the door because they think somebody is inside but gus points out that he can smell uh like somebody's doing some laundry that's right yeah they could smell the the dryer vent mm-hmm Gus obviously refers to his nose as the super smeller. The super smeller. Which Sean is originally like. <laughs> don't call it that. Don't call it that. <laughs> but then Sean even is like, oh, wait, yeah, no, I can smell it too. Mm-hmm. I love the smell of clean laundry. Our laundry vent is right outside our, our patio door. And I love when I let the dog out while we're doing laundry because that you can clean smell laundry smell. Oh, it's it's such a great smell. No, it's... I, it is. Clean laundry smells fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, 
So they both smell the clean laundry and they realize that somebody's got to be there. Yeah. If they're doing laundry. So they go around and see that there's another door, like Mm -hmm. a back door, basically. Mm -hmm. So when Sean goes to try and open that door, David, I don't, I feel like I wrote down the last name, Wilcroft, who is the supposed dead husband, opens the door on Sean. So they have a, and then Gus is also like by like the side of the house trying to not get caught essentially (laughs) it's like sean is the only one going down for this he opens the door and sean is like wait you're the dead husband why are you alive and basically he explains that he hid the money but it was raining so bad that he couldn't remember couldn't like he knew the area right it's this uh kalish trail loop so he's been going out anytime he could to sort of dig around and try and find this money. Right. But he can't. Right. And he's been doing that for the past couple of years. Yeah. Well, ever since they they deemed him to be dead because of the car accident that yeah. he had in because of the rain. Yep. Yep. And he also said that he didn't want to um, rob the bank that they robbed. Right. So he didn't want to be a part of it. David asked them not to tell... The wife. The wife about him being alive. Immediately cut to Gus telling her, hey, your husband's alive. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I think Gus even, yeah, Gus even tells her where. It's like, he's at your cousin's um, cemetery. Oh, yeah, the cemetery, yeah. Yeah. Then we go back to Juliet and Lasseter, and they're still trailing behind. Yeah. Sean, you know, magically gets in the car. Oh, he gets in Lassie and uh, Juliet's stakeout car. Yes. And... I didn't really write down anything of importance from the scene, but I did write down because Juliet and Lasseter are sort of talking about various things that they have to do. The and police like, codes. Yeah, the of police how, codes. What they have to do to get approval for a stakeout. So I even pointed out that I put in my notes, Sean knows these codes. Which makes sense because his dad was a cop. I'm yeah. sure his dad drilled him on these codes growing up. Yeah. So I just, I put that in there so that... I could, uh, I could talk about him knowing sort of what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I also put that Sean even talked about the convicts being or possibly being the ones that shot out their window. Right. But Juliet and Lass are like, no, they've never been anywhere near your place. Right. So we still don't they've know. Been, they've yeah. been staking them out. Yeah. So we still don't even know who's done that. So then it goes to Gus and Sean trying to break into the convicts motel. That they have. Right. Because they want to see. What's in there. What's in there. What they've got. What kind of know, information What they're they doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They end up getting caught. By the convicts. <laughs> yep. So one of them. Le- yeah. One of them leaves to do something. I don't know exactly what. I didn't write it down. But the other one. He's like. Guarding them. Yeah. Guarding. So Sean is like. Well. I'm a, I'm a psychic. And he's like. He starts putting his hand behind his back to. Get him to guess what... The convict starts putting his hand behind his back. Yes. Right. Yes. So he can guess what number he's holding up on his hands. Sean makes this really snarky remark of, oh, I'm looking at the... Because he's got like a little pitcher of water. It's reflecting off the mirror behind me, which is reflecting the TV, which is reflecting your hand. Sounds stupid. 
But it was true. But it was true. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, five times the convict, showed, you know, flashed a number behind his back. Yeah, and he kept doing three. And he kept doing it right. And then at some point he turns. This made me laugh. Yeah. At some point he turned, because when Sean said, well, I can see it in the TV. He moves. The convict turned, and now his back was facing Gus. Directly at Gus. And he held up numbers, and Gus just kind of held up his own numbers. Because the, they're not tied because, up or anything. Right, and the convict couldn't see that Gus was telling Sean how many fingers he was yeah. holding. So once, once he did that the convict you know was like okay yeah he's a psychic because i wasn't facing the tv that time and he figured out my numbers so at that point they're they're fascinated by him they kind of become friends i guess or or more friendly i should say yeah and so the convicts end up talking about raylene Mm -hmm. who is sort of this mastermind behind and she's very dangerous and she's known as the viper right um yeah they basically implicate her as being the the idea person Behind doing the heist in the first place. Yeah. They end up realizing that they've put David, the husband, in danger because they've told her... Where he is. Where he is. So they end up going to try and find him at the cemetery and they find that... They go to his mausoleum where he's supposedly buried, right? And they find that Raylene is pointing a gun at him to try and get the money from him. But obviously he doesn't know where it is. He doesn't know where it is, yeah. Sean and Gus say, oh, he's obviously not dead, so it must be in the uh, crypt where he is. Right, since he's not buried there, that's probably where the money is. So, I know that you thought it was funny, so I wrote it down. Stanchion. Stanchion. (laughs) Because the woman says, grab the stanchion and break open the... And we're like, stanchion? What's a stanchion? And stanchion, you know, like when you're in line somewhere, like at the movies or whatever, Whatever. and they have the the metal poles with the straps that that are strung between between the two, that metal base is called a stanchion. Now you know. Now you know. And so what was funny is, though, is that she called a stanchion. And then Lassiter also did. And then when Lassiter came in later, when they were making the arrest of Raylene. Put down the stanchion. Put down the stanchion. And of course Lassiter knows what. Because it's Lassiter. <laughs> it is. Yeah, if not Gus, then Lassiter is going to know what those things are called. Yeah, so. But anyway, so they break up, and I kind of gave away the ending there, but yeah. they break open the crypt and there's nothing there. And, and she starts to make threats, but then at some point... Lasser La- and Juliet comes in, because the convicts in- also came in to be like... Right, right. Why and so here? they're able to, to capture Raylene and figure out that she's the one who was the mastermind. Yep. When they're back at the police station, mm-hmm. the chief is like, so how how is all this? Like, you were on a stakeout. How did you figure this out? Sean is trying to basically give the credit all to Lassiter. Right. And he's basically saying, I saw it in your mind. Right. And Lassiter's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. He did not want to get credit for the capture. Because he doesn't want to be like, yeah, Sean's a psychic. Right. But obvi- <laughs> obviously, like, what Sean and Gus were doing was not anywhere close to what Juliet and Lassiter were doing at all. Right. So once that scene ends, it... This is the final scene. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> 23. Although once I edit this, it's probably more like 22. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean and Gus have gone back to this wooded area. And Sean is like, well, we're at the Kalish Trail. But you might not oh, have right. known there's two. Mm-hmm. And Gus-, Gus is the one that figures this out. No, Sean. I thought it was Gus that realized. No, okay. Because Sean was looking That's up all the right. information. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because it was raining so bad, they have this other trail to open up, 
so that people can get through that way. Right, because the other one will gets closed in heavy rain. Yep. So that was probably the one that the money was buried on. Yeah, because normally when that one is closed, it looks like it's been abandoned, that there's no access. But because the money was stolen during that huge storm, that original entrance was closed. And it was that second entrance that was open because that's the area that avoids the flood. So So that's where Wilcroft got in the car accident and ended up burying the money. And that's why he could never find it because that was not. It was a different normal. area, mm-hmm. completely so different. So Sean area. and Gus go to dig and look for the money. Yeah, they pull shovels out of the trunk and a little bit of chicken for a snack, and they start digging. Yep, and that's the episode. End credits. Well, I like this episode a lot. I would say of the four we've watched so far, the best. This is the one that I've enjoyed the most. I thought it was funny. I appreciated the writing. I, um, even though I've seen this episode before, yeah. um, I feel like it was written well enough that I would not have guessed that the wife was the one Who that was it? the mastermind. I, I think going into it, I would have thought since they showed a picture of the cemetery owner, you would have thought him. that he was somehow involved. Roger um, Blaine. Because they specifically gave him a name and they specifically mentioned him yeah. um, a couple times. And so the fact that it was the wife... I was surprised by that. I'll say this much, seeing as we've both seen this episode before. I know I said it, and I don't know if you heard, but when that first scene, that flashback right. to them doing the stakeout, I was immediately like, oh yeah, I remember exactly why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. So like even before the scene was over, I had already written neighbors Catching. stealing their paper. right? And I even, I remembered Raylene being the one... Who did it and the fingers behind the back. So I think the episode is very memorable, at least in my mind. Right. That you remembered those specific scenes when you haven't seen that episode in a few years. Not a few years. It's been a few years. I don't it's think been you maybe did your... like one. No, you didn't do your original binge watch a year ago. I think no, I did. At least two or three years ago. No. We will have to agree to disagree. I'm pretty sure I'm right. <sighs> well, I mean, when, when did I buy the box set? Like six months ago. So it was pretty recent. So it was at least a year. Exactly. Oh, is that not what you said? What did you say? I said a year. Oh. <laughs> I've had a long day. Clearly. And that's why we're keeping this 25 minutes and we're very close. So we're Goodbye. Gonna... <laughs> um, no, so we will be back. And so like I said, today is Monday. I'll either publish this tonight. Or tomorrow. Or tomorrow. But or I it could guarantee just be the Wednesday update. I can guarantee, I'm telling you now, and I'm telling Olivia, we are going to publish our next episode on Saturday. You hear me? For Saturday updates. <laughs> Saturday updates are Saturday updates. We will record it and I will publish it on Saturday. So look for a new episode in the next five days. What maybe about four Wednesday? Days. No. Not doing Wednesday updates? When, what Wednesday updates? You said we were going to do it on Wednesdays, Wednesdays and Saturdays. Well, I also said we were going to do it on Saturday. And what's today? Monday. Yeah, so that means nothing. Oh, great. So we're, <laughs> so we're either doing it twice we're resetting, or once. We're resetting the schedule. Starting Saturday, we'll do it every Saturday and Wednesday. But this week you failed. <laughs> so therefore, we can't do it Wednesday. Okay. That, that's too much. So yeah, so on that note, I think dinner's ready. Ding, ding, ding. So I'm going to go eat my dinner. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. (laughs) That's kind of a speed episode. It really was. (laughs) 
But the episode was also really good and fast paced. It was very good and fast paced. And I, I, like I said, it's my favorite one. I even wrote down the time of how long the episode is. It's like 47 minutes. Oh, really? Because it's usually, usually TV dramas are like 40 it's to 42. Four, it's 43 minutes. I was born. Okay. 42. That's reasonable. Yeah. So it's a little longer than most. I said 43. Yeah, 42 is a typical hour long. You said 44. You know what? No, I, I never said 44. I said 40 to 42. We will play back the audio, Miss Thing. You said 44. I did not say 44. Anyways, enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> and the rest audience. of your week. We'll see you Saturday. Bye. Bye.